welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hi, welcome back to Employee of the Month. On this episode, I sat down with Janine Garofalo, who is a stand-up comedian and is currently a voice on the TV show Delocated. She became a pinnamus in the 90s for being smart, funny, and accessible, and luckily she still hasn't changed any of that. Please enjoy my interview with Janine Garofalo. I want to welcome our first guest because we have so many incredible guests on the show, so I want to get started. Are you guys ready? Our first guest has had two major stand-up specials. Um, One of them is on Epics right now, which you can get, if you will. She's also been in Reality Bites, 24, Delocated, Ben Stiller Show. Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer. (laughs) Put your hands together for Ms. Janine Garofalo. in the sun. Thank you. 50 films and nearly 60 television shows. All in the 90s. All in the 90s. <laughs> 90s were good. All in the 90s. We, we share one thing in common. Um, unwittingly amusing contests. You, you, is it true you were funniest person in Rhode Island? Uh, that was... That, I don't know how that happened. That was uh, not because of my skill. That was in 1985 or 86, and it was a testament to the other comics uh, that somehow were even less skilled I than I. I had the same thing. I won Funniest New York Resident and then Funniest Reporter on the Planet, but I lost at the Universe. Funniest Planet. Funniest but I did Board come in last at the San Francisco Comedy Competition. <laughs> but Se- this was your second first... Second to last was Jeff Garland. Is that right? Yes. But does that feel cathartic to know that? Uh, which part? That the contests are so stupid and so rigged that, of uh, course, the greatest. Well, it, it didn't... wasn't rigged. It's just that the the the, the, the way I, I do stand up and the way that Jeff Garland tends to do stand up does not lend itself well to little four or five minute sets that you do uh, on a nightly basis to in order to move up the ranks in the contest. I have an inability to get to a point succinctly, and I'm not a strong joke writer, which can be an impediment to stand-up comedy. <laughs> so. I, and I was, I was um, projecting because my contest was rigged. I won a contest I hadn't entered and then was pissed when I lost. What was the contest? <laughs> the For, funniest New York and, resident. And what, what, was, what did you have to do? I had to do stand-up at Stand-Up New York. Oh, oh, okay, I, I see. And then I won a trip to San Francisco, and when I went to collect it, they said, I'm sorry if the word trip was ambiguous. They didn't have any airfare. <laughs> oh, meaning you pay? Hey, you can go to San Francisco. Oh, why San Francisco then? You could, they could have said you can go to Ibiza. <laughs> totally. You, you can't totally. technically go anywhere. They could have made it bigger. The, the, the funniest person in Rhode Island, that was your first big break or no? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was at the time this is, happened before many of you were born. Uh, Showtime was doing a thing called Funniest Person In, and they would go from city to city. And um, I just happened to perform. I was still doing open. I had just started doing stand-up. And I used to write uh, little uh, buzzwords on my arm to remember what I was going to talk about. Now I just use a notebook. But I, every time I looked at my arm, the audience would laugh. Uh, uh, 
like that. What a, that's so funny. She's acting like she needs to look at her arm to, to do that. And somehow that, that won it. I don't know. I don't understand how it happened. It didn't go, it didn't lead to anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't expect it to. I also didn't deserve it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there was m- much funnier people in Rhode Island. It is the biggest little state in the union. <laughs> I was at Providence College at the time. And um, like I said, the people that went on the night that they were judging just happened to be, I guess, less funny than than myself. And I wasn't funny. Now, I read in an interview that you did um, in the Phoenix, Boston, the Boston Phoenix, 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 yes. Um, about body image issues and that you got a breast reduction. Is that true? Before you started stand-up so that you oh, could Oh, it had nothing to do with stand-up. I had no idea you were going to bring that up, but here, here it is. Um, I, uh, I am... <laughs> not that I am I'm shy about it, but I, ha- I haven't even been asked that or I thought about that in so long. I'm just... So, I was a, a kid who somehow got... I'm five foot one. And I somehow had uh, very large boobs by like sixth or seventh grade. I'm not one of those people that thinks that's a great thing. Uh, yeah, it's I uncomfortable. I have always envied flat, flat, flat uh, as a bored people. And, and it, it just made me self-conscious. And then when I was in college, I was like, uh, a friend of mine had gotten one. And then so I said, I'm going to get one. And here we are. And I'm wearing an awe bra. I got a Dwayne Reed. Right now. Right now as we speak. An awe bra. As seen on TV from Dwayne Reed. And then you... Could you wear that with the pre... No, I had, I had the four hook type of white Dwayne. bras they used to have back then. <laughs> that, and then sometimes I would put like a jog bra over that. Anything to like flat, flatten it out. But it just made a bigger mass... Um, and my sister's 4'11 and has like Dolly Parton. I, I, am I, it could be painful. <laughs> wow. You got him excited. <laughs> no, it's just very shocking. Yeah. I can understand. It's very shocking. But uh, I, I just feel, you know, the breast reduction operation, I read a statistic, I don't know if this is true or anecdotal, is the number two after rhinoplasty, most requested services uh, uh surgery uh, the reason I, w- I was really asking was because in the article it, it sounded as if you had done that um and you felt less self-conscious after and you, you do such an eloquent job of looking at gender and and your comedy and so that's why i was really asking about it like oh. how much it in- well no no, no I, and honestly i don't mind that you ask it's just i i no one has asked me that in years and years have they asked you about botox and getting it twice oh yeah year? i did i have done that uh and I haven't done it recently, and I, I have done Botox. This doesn't work. Crow's feet, don't even do it. It's a fool's errand. Nothing changes. This, this, this works pretty good, and my smoker's wrinkles work pretty good, but it wears, uh, she just goes right into the smoke because I smoke. All natural. All natural. The only, honestly, all the natural cigarettes. I wanted to ask was like, to what extent is it for your career? Like, to what extent oh, no, is it doing not. these things? Oh, no, it's not. To get Botox thinking that it's going to change that I'm a middle-aged woman who refuses to strengthen her core. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not at all. Right. A, okay, at right. all. 
It's just uh, that I happen to have a, a dermatologist right across the street from my apartment. And I, I do, uh, when things actually do what they say they're going to do, like bare minerals, like when cleansing conditioner actually does, says what it's going to do, that you can get a thing there and then that's gone. So Phenomenal I want to ask another thing, and I have to ask, yes, is please. it true, because you know I read it on the internet, I want to make sure it's true, is it true you've turned down acting parts that um, were either too violent or had too much sexual content that you didn't like? Can I ask? Oh, I have, I have passed on things. It's not, it's not like there's people knocking um, down my door to do stuff, but there <laughs> is certain things over the years that, and, and I was on criminal mind suspect behavior, which yes. really I had no idea. First of all, before you take a job, watch the show. <laughs> Watch the show before you say, yes, I will do that. Um, the the spinoff of Criminal Minds, uh, which was mercifully canceled after one season. Um, and I'm always happy to work. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not being glib about work. I'm not being glib about all the jobs it creates and the people who were working there. But to have a show that pretends to be a, a crime procedural that is really just torture porn, where... 90% of the victims are young, attractive women who we find, we come upon them in their underwear. Uh, there is, it's, it's just not right for me. I would, but didn't you I read the allow script my kids before you did it? No, for, what happens is you get an offer, which is rare for okay. me. Usually I have to audition for things. So when an offer comes in, I'm so flattered. It's like, and, and I knew that the show Criminal Minds was on for a long time. I mean, I, I had an awareness of it. It's not like yeah. I, had, I don't watch TV. I definitely do watch TV. But I had never watched a whole episode of Criminal Minds. They amped it. They doubled down on the formula for this uh, spinoff in the violence department and all that. And also, it's just expository dialogue where you five people stand in a row and say it, and say a sentence that one person could easily say. Well, where that's that, and that's what it is. There's no there there as a part. That's just my opinion on it. So I, I don't like stuff like that. I also don't like stuff that, that uh, uh, perpetuates stereotypes or... Um, did, you, did you turn down the like role that. of Gail Weathers and Wes Craven's Scream? No, no. I don't know where that came from. I, I, I didn't you. audition. I was supposed to audition, but I was at the Aspen Comedy Festival, and I didn't want to leave the Aspen Comedy Festival to audition. I may never have gotten it. Uh, so, What about Anne Coulter and Poltergeist 3? Uh, no, Anne, <laughs> Anne Coulter. Um, that's... that's that would be a challenge. I believe she's Andy Kaufman. I honestly believe Ann Coulter is Andy Kaufman uh, because there's nothing authentic about what she says. She's a, doing a, perform, a performance yes. art piece. No, she's fabulous. That's, uh, why, that's why Colbert won't have her on because he already is in character and he doesn't need two characters. Right. Now, you watch television, but you mm -hmm. won't own a computer? No, it's not that I won't own it. I actually was using a computer for a while, and I I'm old enough that most of my life has been without it. And then I, you know, I even didn't get a cell phone for years and years. Yeah. And I don't have my cell phone with me now as we speak. It's at home. I, I, and I don't say that like, aren't I something? I just don't happen to, uh, I don't like all the technology. I don't like all the surveillance. I don't like the culture of cruelty and snark. I don't like, you know, all that stuff. And I also don't like to be accessible 24, like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it, and also there's got to be, cancer rays coming out of it. There has to be. 
And, you know, as I said, my cigarettes are all natural. They are filterless. <laughs> they are filterless, and only 30% of cancer deaths are lung. But I, I get not using face... Wait a second. Let them think about that. That's 70% I, that are not. I think they know. I think they know. <laughs> but I feel I don't like think they're the ones I'm worried that. about. Um, I... I get not using Facebook and, and Twitter. You know, There's a fake no me presence. Twittering, a fake Facebook me, and they own the rights to my name and the way it's spelled, and they can use pictures of you. Those people have more rights than you do. And also, why me? Why don't you pick like, somebody with some juice who can get some followers? Uh, if you're going to fake Twitter, have somebody that has a, you know, has a shot at accruing a lot of followers. I'm not being self-deprecating. That's just pragmatism. I don't understand why you would... It's very, it's very difficult to, to know that you cannot stop a person pretending to be you uh, on, the, uh, on these no, sites. It's, it's really, it is, and, and what offends me most about when people show me some of the tweets, poor grammar. Uh, you know what I mean? That's what bothers me a lot about it. Not yeah. clever. And, and, and it re- that offends me more than anything else. Now, I... Your parents were first generation immigrants. Well, uh, no, their parents were. Their my parents were. my mother's parents came from Ireland, and my father's parents came from Italy as children. And then they both were raised in the Bronx and met in a bowling alley in 1958 in the Bronx. So sweet. My mom had her own shoes. She was a real. I Aww. mean, she's that's what kind of a bowler she was. Had her own shoes. More like a baller. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't. Um. I don't take your meaning, mm-hmm. sir. A meaning that she was. That's hot. That's pretty cool that you had her own bowling. Oh shoes. yes, very and, very hip. And she was a secretary uh, at an ad agency in the early '60s in the Gray Bar Building. Her name was Joan, and she had red hair. Oh wow. Uh, she she did not look. <laughs> she 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 did not look quite like the Joan from Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, and. Joan, but she, she, she did. She was a secretary at an ad agency in the in, in the early sixties in the Great Bar Building. Did you did you feel pressure to get a traditional job? I thought I wanted to be a secretary for many years because yeah. my mom was, and not only was she a hell of a bowler, she was celebrated around her office for her typing skills and her shorthand quickness. And I never got past fourteen words a minute. Uh, that is true in typing class. Well, we're lucky that you didn't because it means that we get to have you on stage. And I know you have to get to work to go perform stage. Yeah, I have another set, but thank you um, for having me. But, but we um, didn't even I get got, into the beads. I know. I got you beads because oh, I know you like you. to bead. Um, I made some bracelets if anybody... If you want to share them with everyone. Uh, I only, I only oh. had time to make a few and I didn't have any time to do any metal jewelry. I like to make jewelry and I, my dream is to one day work at a bead store. Um, I'm not lying well, at all about that. That and being in the ref of the puppy bowl. Uh, but here is, um, here is, here is a, a $5 gift certificate. Go crazy at the bead store. Thank you so much. Janine Garofalo, can we give you a huge warm thank you so much? Thank you. That concludes this episode of the Employee of the Month show. Thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to Brian Fountain, Ian Mazoff, the WGA, UCB, Six Point Harness. Please do donate. Please go on vacation for me. I will live vicariously. You can send me your photos. And do not miss our September 18th live taping at the Bell House in Brooklyn. You can get tickets at employeeofthemonthshow.com. They are on sale. I would get them before it sells out. And you can also go there and donate and check out how to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much. Did I mention vacation? If you don't want me to live vicariously through it, you can also invite me on it. Enjoy. Enjoy.